1: Right now, someone I've known for a while. There he is,
2: Sean Stiers. It is good to see you.
1: You too. It's been a while. It has. Been?
2: I've been great, man. Thank you. How have you been?
1: I've been good. I've been very good as well.
2: Good. Sean Jim. and I have known each other for a long, long time. Worked together for a while. So um, that's right. I, I was. I was so happy when you uh, when you sent me a text and and set this up.
1: I've been thinking about this for a while as well. And I'm like, this, I think, I think now is the time because I think this is really cool. I've been, like I told you in my text, I've been following you, you know, on Twitter and it's yeah. CGC underscore SI. And Jim has always got, he's got like, he's showing off these Sports Illustrated covers and they're graded. And, you know, he's, he's like always excited about getting into these packages and, and opening up the boxes and and showing off the Sports Illustrateds, you collect Sports Illustrateds. I
2: I do, and I want to thank you for having me on, too, because I realize that this is different than what you normally do, talking about, you know – Uh, uh, you know, collectibles and that sort of stuff in the sports world. So for those that are watching, it is going to be interesting, I promise. Stick around. Uh, You know, I may not be (laughs) the guy from Annapolis who knows Navy football backwards and forwards. That's right. It is going to be pretty
1: interesting. But, but I mean, as you can see, you know, not to, you know, like people were in in the chat were kind of, we're kind of poking fun at Bill and his setup. He was literally a talking <laughs> head the way it was set it's up. The, uh, it's the Zoom world we all live in these days, yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly right. Hit the like button while while I'm thinking about it, by the way. Smash the like button and, of course, subscribe, rate, and review, you know, whatever channel that you happen to be uh, watching or listening on. So, Jim, I'm I'm going to be honest. I didn't know when we were working together how into collecting sports Illustrateds, you are and i was this just kind of dawned on me the the building we were in of course you guys moved into the building before i started working there yeah but there the, the walls were decorated with these blown up sports illustrated covers and some rolling stone and stuff like that as well did you did you play a part in you know sort of the decor yeah so building?
2: Uh, a, a little bit. Yeah. When we talked about that, we just thought magazine covers would be pretty cool. And obviously, uh, you know, Sean and I worked at the at the group of radio stations. And so we had some music stations and so we threw some Rolling Stone magazines. Bill, one of the other guys there, kind of did uh, most of the heavy lifting on it. But, I, but right. he and I discussed it a little bit. And and because of our connection with Notre Dame and and, you know, WSBT radio and, and all the sports that we covered there, we thought, yeah, we've got to get some Sports Illustrated covers up there, too. So, um, yeah, a little bit. I had a little bit in that. And there were some I, and i cool- i've i haven't been back to that building in a long time
1: so i yeah, well, up there i assume they're still up there although the radio stations aren't in that building anymore either so who knows i was gonna say you and me both at this point it's <laughs> yeah, been no like right. four ish years i think probably since yeah yeah been, been, been over there been been five for me yeah yeah that's yeah. right so you know you and I and a lot of our viewers slash listeners as well for that matter you know like the age demographic we came from a time when sports illustrated was huge. It's like you couldn't wait until the, the you know the SI showed up in your mailbox every week. When when and how did you get into actually collecting sports illustrated so Yeah,
2: so it's so I was a big collector as a kid um of all sports cards. Obviously, you know I think all of us collected sports cards in the yep. junk wax era in the 80s Me and too. that sort of stuff. Do you remember the starting lineup? There were little action figures. Yeah. Um yeah I had a ton of starting lineups. So I collected all that sort of stuff. And 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 you're right, sports illustrated, you know this was pre Internet. This was really pre kind of the early days of ESPN. I mean, if this is the early 80s, I mean, True. I didn't have cable until, you know, the mid 80s and that sort of stuff. So, you know, before <laughs> right, ESPN and it. that sort of stuff. Yeah. So this is how we connected. I mean, we had the daily newspaper, read the box scores and that sort of stuff. But, it, but if you wanted in-depth details and reporting and, and f- photography, Sports Illustrated was it. And so we waited by the mailbox for that Sports Illustrated to come into the mail every single week so that we could read about our favorite athletes. And 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 so because I was into collecting sports cards and other stuff, I and because Sports Illustrated was so important to me as a kid, I just started collecting them. And um and, and so I, I held on to a lot of them for the years and it didn't do much. I, they were sitting in a box. And so, you know, you, I, you know, you grow up, you get older, you get married, you have a wife, a kid, a mortgage and all that sort of stuff and other priorities take over. So I had all these sports Illustrateds in these boxes for years and years and years. And, you know, when I bought my first house, my parents said, here, this is all your junk. Take it. Um, and so I, I get I, it I, out I, of here. Yeah, get it out of here. I, so I stopped <laughs> collecting them for a long time and I had them sitting in my basement and I had these boxes that was all this junk from my room when I was a kid. And, uh, I was moving several years ago, you know, four or five years ago, I was moving and it was cleaning out the basement and going through all this stuff. And I opened these boxes, sports illustrated. and I was like, oh, these are cool. And so I started looking into it a little bit more. And I realized that people were getting them graded. And let me show you an example of what one looks like, just like sports cards get graded. So people get sports illustrated graded and collect them. Um, this is a good one. Um, so this is, this is what one graded looks like. So this is the very first Sports Illustrated cover from August uh, 1954. That's Eddie Matthews on the cover right there. And as you can see, this has been graded. Uh, There's a company, the the big company that grades comic books, they're called CGC. They grade Sports Illustrated. And it kind of makes sense because this is much more like a comic book than it is a sports card. so I just kind of jumped into it and and started researching it and learning about it. I had all these Sports Illustrateds and they were in great condition because I hadn't touched them in 30 years and um, just kind of fell in love with it. And then the pandemic hit. And of course, all of us had all this free time on our hands. And so when that happened, I just really jumped into it with both feet. And, and that's, um, you know, because
1: like you were talking about baseball cards, like that kind of made a rebound during the pandemic. I think, you know, like you're saying, you know, same, same thing. Like people had a lot of time on their hands and just started digging through their old stuff. It seems they, like, right? They did. So, so,
2: and all collectibles, whether it's sports cards or comic books or Sports illustrations I mean, people get you know VHS tapes graded and video games and Funko Pops and all sorts of crazy stuff. But collectibles of all sorts just sort of exploded, and it's for people, and mostly driven by people in our you know age demographic, Gen X, for the most part, because. We've got nostalgia over these things from when we were kids. We are, you know, older and more adult and, you know, have more disposable income than we did when we were 13 years old to to be spending, you know, hundreds and thousands and tens of thousands and sometimes a lot more of that on some of these sorts of things. So um, and then the pandemic hit and everybody had, you know, all this extra free time. So things just kind of exploded uh, over the pandemic, including the hobby of collecting um, graded Sports Illustrated. So that's kind of how I got started into it Um, and, 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 and kind of where I got to today.
1: I can't imagine yeah. that cover that you were just yeah. holding up there. It's graded at a 9.8, and this is a scale of 10, I believe, right? It is. So, um, uh, uh,
2: so that, like I said, the company that grades these is the largest comic book grading company in the world, um, and their scale does go to 10. I can tell you that all, all of the you know tens and tens and tens of thousands of Sports Illustrateds that have ever been graded, there's never been one that's been given a grade above 9.8 um so uh, there's a there's a handful of comic books that have gotten a 9.9 or a 10 but those are usually ones that come like straight off the printing press and that sort of stuff and it's really because of the way these were manufactured um and the way they were produced and shipped and distributed and sitting on newsstands and that sort of stuff, there's just no way for you to get a perfect uh, grade on it. So 9.8 is kind of considered uh, considered a 10 or the best grade possible.
1: I mean, to have the very first SI with a 9.8, I, I imagine that's uh, that's got to be worth something. Quite a bit.
2: Yeah. I mean, so these of uh uh, uh and, and there's a so there's a little story behind this, and I don't want to get too into the weeds, or we'll be here till three o'clock in the morning. But so Sports <laughs> Illustrated, so it, um when Sports Illustrated, when this issue first came out, Sports Illustrated produced, you know, a, a bunch of them and all that sort of stuff. But the extras they held on to and they kept them in a warehouse. Um, and they sat in the warehouse for decades. And then in the, like the nineties and two thousands, somebody decided at Sports Illustrated say, hey, this would be a good idea if maybe we package these and sell them. And so there were ads in Sports Illustrated magazine that say, "Hey, you know, you could get this original first copy of Sports Illustrated in a fancy leather binder with a certificate of authenticity, and it was like three or four hundred bucks." Um, and and you could uh, you know have this. And so people bought those. And so there's actually a lot more of these out there than you would might think. Hmm. And so and a nine point eight is a little, and this issue is a little bit more common than you would might think, just because there was this kind of warehouse find of this specific issue um but yeah so these have sold and and, you know collectibles have kind of come down off of their peak from the peak of the pandemic in 2021 20 you know 22 um at the peak this was this was probably worth about ten thousand dollars um now now they sell for about six or seven thousand dollars so yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah, it's six or seven grand that's yeah yeah (laughs) it's, it's
2: it's 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 big business and it's it's the real deal and there's a lot of collectors out there and You know just like sports cards there are a lot of people that view these as investments and they're going to spend a lot of money on them now and hopefully that in 5 or 10 or 20 or 30 years they're going to be worth a heck of a lot more
0: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you make decisions for your company, you always
3: look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a 4-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.
1: And now one thing that I've heard you talking about when you talk about the value, you know, again, like, I had a subscription, and when I first saw you doing this, I was like, oh man, I wish it would have kept all those different magazines, but they wouldn't necessarily be worth a lot because having that mailing label affects value, right? It does. So, so so
2: that the so if anybody's interested in this, the first thing you've got to learn about this is the difference between a subscription issue and a newsstand issue. Obviously, the subscription issue was mailed to subscribers. The newsstand issue was at the grocery store or at the newsstand that you could buy it off of the newsstand. And there's a big difference, and it really comes down to supply and demand. Um, And Sports Illustrated has come out and said that, you know, and this varied over the history of Sports Illustrated, but they produced about three, two and a half to three million copies of each issue every single week that were subscription issues. Um, But for newsstand issues, they only produced about 50 to 100,000 copies. So uh, what the really high-level collectible copies of Sports Illustrated are all newsstand copies and not subscription copies, because I get people all the time, like you said, that'll shoot me a DM on social media or, or, you know, message me on YouTube or whatever and say, hey, I got all my subscription issues in the basement. This is awesome. And I'm like, yeah, (laughs) maybe not. Maybe not. You really, you really, you have to have the newsstand issues. Those are the ones that really sell for tens and tens of thousands of dollars.
1: So. Give give everybody an idea. Let's let's say they've got you know a couple sports, a couple old Sports Illustrateds, or you know a box of Sports Illustrateds, or or whatever, and they're they're like going through, like wow, this is in pretty good shape. So what's what's the process of this whole thing of of you know finding out the value, getting them graded, and all that kind of stuff? What, yeah. So- what, what does someone have to do?
2: So like all collectibles, finding out the value, eBay is still the best resource. Um, and look at past sales, previous sales on eBay of graded issues of Sports Illustrated um, to see what the most valuable ones are. Now, generally vintage, you know similar to sports cards, older ones are generally worth more, although there's plenty of modern issues that go for a lot of money. Um, but then there's a company called CGC. Their website is CGCComics.com. And anybody can go there and sign up for an account. And um, send them your magazines of any sort. Sports Illustrated is the predominant publication that people collect. But people collect other ones, too. Um, And send them in to get graded. And it's really that simple. And if if you're familiar with sports cards and the way sports cards are graded, uh, it's very similar to the way PSA or or BGS or any of those uh, sports card grading companies. Um, handle the grading process. The wait time is about, eh, it's about three months right now from the time you send it in to the time you get it back. And uh, it, it's really not that difficult of a process if you're interested
1: in doing it on your own. Now you do, there's, there's like pressing and stuff that you have there. Right. Like, do you yeah. No, yes. Yeah, so,
2: yeah, so let's talk about that for a minute. So, you know, obviously what people want is a very high grade that makes it more collectible. Sure. And there is this thing that comes from comic books that's called pressing, um, where essentially you use a heat press, a T-shirt heat press um, to remove flaws in the magazine to get a better okay. grade. Now, if you come from the sports card world, you're going to be like, hey, wait a minute here. That's sort of things not allowed. And that is true with PSA and and, and BGS and the sports card grading companies. If you do anything to that card, they're going to send it back to you and label it as altered and they're not going to grade it. Or they're going to if they do grade it, they're going to label it as altered on the and not give it a grade. But but again, from the uh, and, and graded magazines is like half comic books, half sports cards. But pressing is a well-established um, method of restoration on the comic book side. And it also applies to magazines as well. And it's all just about a process that you go through that that helps you improve
1: the grade. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. We've got a question here. Sure. From We Are Not Marshall. He says he's got a Mickey Mantle SI when he won the 57 Triple Crown and he signed it. Any value to that? What, you know, what does what do autographs do? value
2: yeah so that's a that's a that's a great question there's a lot going on here so the 57 <laughs> uh the 57 Mickey Mantle sports illustrated certainly a collectible issue even if it's a subscription issue if it's in decent shape um there's probably some collectibility to it not nearly as much as if it was a newsstand issue but there's still some collectibility to it um and then the autograph i mean mickey mantle autographs i mean mickey mantle autograph and a piece of paper is probably oh geez, I hate to guess, but because I'm not really up on my on my autograph pricing right now, but it, yeah. but a Vicky Mantle autograph on a piece of paper is probably four to eight hundred dollars or something like that. So the Mantle autograph is certainly um, is certainly collectible on its own. With the magazine, it's certainly more collectible. Uh, you know. It's a little tricky, and I don't want to get into the weeds on this, but CGC uh, doesn't recognize uh, third-party authenticators of autographs. So even if that autograph is authenticated by the big autograph authentic authentication companies like PSA and JSA and Beckett, um, CGC doesn't recognize those. So technically, they'll treat that autograph as just any other writing. They'll treat it as a defect. But yes, so to, that's a long-winded answer uh, to say that yes, that's collectible. Absolutely, that's collectible, and um, it's collectible as it is just because of the Mickey Mantle autograph. Getting it graded would probably make it a little bit more collectible.
1: Okay, that's that's pretty cool. Then it sounds yeah. like a pretty, uh, pretty, pretty nice piece. I mean, yeah, at the very least, something that you'd probably want to get framed. Does, does it? When we're talking about value, do you have to have the entire magazine is more about just what's on the exterior, you know, like the cover and the backside? How 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 important is what's inside? Yeah. So what's inside is so so and this is not me saying this, but this is what the
2: market is telling me as far as the collect, you know, collectibles and what they sell for. You know, it is all about who's on the cover. It okay. is not about what's on the inside. And that's different than comic books. Comic books are a little bit different. And the and the story of the comic book is important. And who the illustrators and the writers of the story were important. None of that really matters. And I'll, I'll show you another example here. Um, I've got a ton of examples I can show you. So this is Absolutely. Yogi Berra's first Sports Illustrated cover from 1955. And as you can it. see there it's graded at 9.6. Mm-hmm. This is... Um, what is inside it and in the articles on the inside, for the, for the most part, uh, 99.9% of them are irrelevant. This is all about the fact that this is Yogi Berra's first cover. Just like sports cards, everybody wants that rookie sports card. It's the same thing with graded magazines. Everybody wants that first cover appearance of that Hall of Famer. And so, again, this is uh, Yogi Berra's first Sports Illustrated cover from 1955. This one's graded at 9.6. And, and this one is really collectible. It's Yogi Berra, obviously. It's his first cover. This is a beautiful-looking cover it is it's that, that, it's is that fantastic tight, that tight headshot he's one of the greatest catchers of all time and he's in there in his catcher's mask you know this is kind of what there's a couple of things here that really that i think make graded magazines and sports illustrateds for me are better than sports cards and really it's the photography that's a big piece of it i mean this yeah. this captures yogi berra in a way that i've never seen captured on any of his sports cards Um, it's just an amazing shot. I'll show you another one. Um,
1: I think I've seen that, you know, online someplace before, but I don't think I've ever seen an actual copy. Like, yeah, yeah, this is a great one. So this is Bobby
2: Orr's first Sports Illustrated cover. This is from 1967. I don't know if people can see this, but Bobby Orr. He's got a broken nose and it's (laughs) bleeding and you've got the classic old school goalie face mask, like Jason from Friday the 13th in the back. Uh That's the sort of thing. So it's collectible because it's Bobby Orr, the greatest defenseman of all time. And it's his first sports illustrated cover, but it's this, it's this photography and sports illustrated was always known for their photography, award-winning photography throughout the entire length of that publication. And that's really what drives an incredible amount of the appeal of these magazines and their collectability is it just it I mean this just screams old time hockey guy's got a broken nose and he's bleeding nobody's wearing helmets you got the old you know Jason from Friday the 13th face mask on the Uh goalie in the background that's the visual appeal that everybody really loves about these And and you mentioned kind of touched on it briefly a second ago they display so well I mean, these display. Uh, if you've got Absolutely. a man cave or in your office or something like that, they display so much better than a sports card. A part of that is the size, but also part of that is just that amazing photography and that visual
1: appeal. Derek wants to offer you fifty dollars for Bobby Orr for the Bobby Orr. Yeah, this, this yeah. one is this one. It's
2: even at seven point five. This this one's probably worth more like probably more like three or four thousand dollars. So uh, appreciate the offer, Derek, for fifty bucks. I'm gonna pass, um, but so, I appreciate your interest on that.
1: Do you do you go garage sailing at all, like hoping to find any of these gems, or is that kind of like a thing of the pay? Like, is does that not happen anymore?
2: No, I do. Um, do so, you? so yeah, yeah. So you know, this hobby has really exploded the last three to five years, and so you know, three or four, five years ago, I used to be able to just go on eBay and find great stuff and buy mm-hmm. it um most of especially the vintage newsstand issues for the most part have been picked over on ebay and and now that the rest of the world has kind of gotten wind of this if you do find one it's going to be pretty darn expensive uh, to buy even ungraded and raw so the way that i source um these is just through good old-fashioned grunt work you know it's garage sales it's estate sales it's antique malls it's, uh, you know, just my personal community and network of friends that I've got that, you know, may have collections or, or issues sitting around that they want to sell. So it is, it, it's never been harder to find ungraded collectible copies than it is right now. And, 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 that's why, I mean, that's why people are paying so much for these. Um, that's why, you know, I've got here, this is a uh, Willie Mays first sports illustrated cover from 1955, um, graded at 8.0, um, you know that's why and this one's probably worth several thousand dollars as well um there're only a handful of these out there and and they're impossible to find very difficult to find and when you can get one of a big star in their first cover in a high grade um they're going to sell for thousands and even tens and tens of thousands of dollars um and it's because they're they're really rare so let so t- talk about it. like for, okay so for example um Mickey Mantle's sports card that everybody the tops 1952 tops mickey mantle rookie card that everybody right. wants a, a copy of it um one of those just sold uh for 12 million dollars uh either earlier this year or late last year but there's only there's only three co- copies of those uh okay. graded at PSA 10 but overall there's uh, there's about 4000 copies of that sports card that have ever been graded that 52 tops mickey mantle sports card there's about 4000 copies that have been graded the 1956 mickey mantle sports illustrated in newsstand there's less than 40 that have ever been graded so really what people what people love about this hobby is that rarity they can sit here and say look i own something that only a you know a mickey mantle that only a handful of people in the entire world also have It's 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 a status symbol because of its
1: rarity so you know, like you talk about rookie baseball cards for, for something like this, for, for SI covers is, is the first time an athlete shows up on the cover. Is that kind of the, like, does that do for that cover? What, you know, the rookie card is to baseball cards. Does it, does it jack up the value the same way it does significantly for the, in
2: about 99% of the cases. Now you have to keep in mind, um, and I didn't grab a, I, I only grab good examples. I didn't grab a bad example, but uh, there are a few instances where an athlete's first cover just really isn't all that great. Um, Bo Jackson is a great example. So Bo Jackson's first sports illustrated cover was in 1985. It was when he was up for the Heisman, but he was on the cover with about five or six other guys that were all up for the Heisman. And he's, and he's just got this little tiny picture of him. Um, so collectors tend to gravitate toward his second cover, which is a fantastic cover. It's just Bo. He's in his minor league baseball uniform. He's got, you know, this really tight jersey on, and his guns are, you know, bursting out. It's just a Uh great cover. But, yes, 99% of the time, all the value or the majority of value is in an athlete's very first Sports Illustrated cover, and that's what collectors want, just like they want the rookie cards um, for sports cards.
1: Irish Chi-Town asks, are newsstand special issues worth more? Oh, great
2: question. So what he's talking about are the special commemorative issues or what are technically called sports Illustrated presents. Um, so for example, when um, and I got a bunch of these Chicago Bulls would win in Jordan, they'd win the NBA title in you know 1996 they would produce a special commemorative copy. It was not right. sent to subscribers. It was just available on the newsstands, and it would celebrate the Bulls you know, winning their fourth NBA title in 1996. Um, so that's what he's talking about. Oddly enough, I don't know why, those aren't nearly as collectible as the mm-hmm. normal weekly Sports Illustrated issues. Interesting. not sure why that i'm not saying it's right or wrong i'm just saying that's what the market is saying as far as pricing and collectability it's
1: like the baseball all-star cards you know they, they would always put out all-star and those are like the least valuable of the, <laughs> the cards in the in the bunch it seemed that like. is an
2: outstanding <laughs> analogy sean and i'm totally going <laughs> to steal that going forward so thank you for there that you yeah that is kind of <laughs> like the all-star card so you know so you know back to mickey Mantle. you know 1957 tops you've got the 57 Tops regular Mickey Mantle, but then there'd be the 57 Tops Mickey Mantle all-star card and that sort of stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. it's very similar to that. The all-star card, or they sometimes they would produce a series of everybody that won the Golden Glove that year, and it would be their Golden Glove card or something like that. Um, those are not as collectible. Don't know why, but it's very similar to, uh, to Sports Illustrated Presents and those commemorative issues. It's not saying that they're not collectible at all. There's certain ones that are, Um, They're just not as collectible as 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 the same athlete that would be on
1: the normal weekly Sports Illustrated cover. Great question, though. Really good. Do you do you have do you have a favorite, you know, like someone, you know, particular, like whether it's a favorite cover or a favorite athlete, you know, favorite team, whatever it happens to be?
2: Uh, well, I'm a Jordan guy, so I grew up, uh, uh, I, I was 10 years old uh, living in the suburbs of Chicago when the Bulls drafted <laughs> Michael Jordan in 1984, so I was destined to be a massive Bulls and Michael Jordan fan, and that's kind of how I got, when I started getting these graded, I thought, so so Michael Jordan's been on the cover of Sports Illustrated 50 times, it's about double who's in second place, so way more than anybody else, so when I started in this hobby, I, that was my initial goal, I was like, I'm going to collect all 50 Michael Jordan covers, I'm going to get them all in newsstand, and I'm going to get them all graded. Um, And I did that. I I ended up finishing up that set about a year or two ago. Um, So Jordan's my favorite athlete by a mile. And I've got all 50 of his Sports Illustrated covers graded. Um, You know, and I I wish I had grabbed this one um, and pulled it out so I could show you. uh, 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 I I have a um, it's a Michael Jordan cover from 1992 that was. right after they beat the Trailblazers in the 92 finals to win their second NBA title back to back. And it's just Jordan on the cover and he's flashing the peace sign for number two and that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. That specific issue my mom had bought for me uh, at the grocery store after (laughs) that championship. And I had saved it for, you know, 30 years until I got it graded a few years ago. And it came back at a a perfect 9.8. So I've got some sentimentality toward that one obviously because that was one yeah. that my mom had bought for me and I'd saved it forever I'll show you one that 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 isn't very valuable um, but I like a lot or isn't as valuable as you might think so this is um, this is Time magazine this is era Parsegian and this is his first time magazine cover it came out uh, on November 20th 1964 and it's autographed oh wow um so so this one you know, Notre Dame. For as much as we all love Notre Dame, and God, I'm I'm still a huge Notre Dame fan. Um, they're not as collectible in the sports card world uh, as you might think. Um, really? Uh, yeah, just because people focus on the pro athlete and the pro the pro okay. thing more. Um, not that. that they're saying that. Not saying that Notre Dame stuff isn't collectible. It certainly is. It's just not as collectible as you might think. Um, the grades not awesome. It's only a a six point five,, uh, but obviously being a huge uh, a huge Notre Dame fan and getting this autographed by era Parsegian. Um, and of course, era is no longer with us. This one certainly sentimental for me and and one of my favorites. I'll show you another. I pulled out a couple Notre Dame ones. This is uh, November seventh, nineteen sixty six. We're getting some glare on there, and I don't think you can see the grip. This is Terry that, Hanratty. That's what I was Notre saying. D- I thought it was Hanratty, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. Hanratty from Notre Dame. This one – and again, Terry Hanratty, I mean, didn't have much of a pro career, if any, so he's not all that collectible in the world of sports collectibles and that sort of stuff. But again, back to the visual appeal of this, I I, I freaking love this cover. It's a cool-looking
1: picture, it's yeah. It's a
2: great cover. You got all the gold helmets, and obviously you can tell that it's freezing out because they've got the big blue – you know, jackets over their shoulder pans and all that stuff. And you got Terry Hanratty, who was a legend at Notre Dame and all that sort of thing. This one is graded, you can't see it, but it's graded at 8.0 and it's the highest graded copy in the world. Um, so, Really? There's, yeah, there, this is at 8.0. Nobody has a higher graded copy than this one now, in, new, in newsstand. Um, so have so, you... So again, being a big Notre Dame fan, this is, this is also one of my favorites.
1: Have you gone out and actually, you know, purchased ones at you know, I guess higher value and, you know, or, or or are most of yours, like your own sort of like personal finds, whether they're, you know, what we were just talking about, estate sales garage, you know, like are, 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 are the majority of yours, I guess, organic. I, I don't know for lack of yeah, a better term. A, yeah.
2: I get what you're saying. Yeah. So, so the, the most of mine I have purchased ungraded or what's called raw, um, okay. ungraded. And got them graded myself. But yeah, no, I bought a ton of uh that Bobby Orr that we looked at a minute ago. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I, I purchased th- this one is I, I mean almost impossible to find this issue in newsstand ungraded. Um and so I purchased this one uh already graded at 7.5. So yeah, no, no, I I I absolutely I, I buy ungraded issues and get them graded. Um, and I buy uh I buy ones that are already graded. Yeah, plenty of that. And I sell. You know, sell ones that are ungraded and all that sort of stuff too i'm 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 way into this than your average collector so i'm I'm <laughs> Obviously. constantly I'm constantly <laughs> buying and selling and and doing all sorts of fun stuff like that with these but yeah yeah I do both I buy them buy them buy them ungraded and get them graded myself and then I buy them already slabbed and graded and you know what I think all collectors in this hobby are buying a lot more of them already graded because you just can't find them ungraded
1: anymore. Hmm. Or it's very, very difficult, especially so where, the collectible ones. Where's the where's the bulk of the buying and selling of these taking place then? Mm, good question. So eBay
2: is, is is where the most is happening, and that's true for any collectible. I mean eBay is just a behemoth. Um and so if anybody's interested in this, just go go on to uh eBay and search uh CGC Sports Illustrated and you'll see, you know, hundreds and hundreds of graded copies of Sports Illustrated that are for sale. The other good website to look at um, is heritage auction house. Um, and their website is ha.com. And what's great about heritage is they archive all of their sales indefinitely. So eBay, you can, you can look and see what sold and what the price they sold for going back only 90 days, but on heritage, you can sit here and go back to, you know, 2009 or 2013 and see that this, you know, graded copy of Michael Jordan sports illustrated sold for this much um so yeah ha.com uh is their website heritageauctions.com is where a lot of uh a, a lot of buying and selling takes place and the really expensive premium top tier pieces get auctioned at heritage so i'll i'll give you an example um the highest price ever paid for a graded sports illustrated at a public auction was earlier this year and it was Sandy Koufax's... it wasn't even his first cover it was his second cover but it was graded at 9.8 and it sold for $33,000. Ooh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Um so all, all the record all the record prices are all being broken over at
1: Heritage. Man. Yeah. I was listening to a podcast a few months back. You may, I don't know if you've heard this story but being is into collecting. You may have the whole Nick Cage Superman um oh yeah stolen out of his house so you have you heard that and you know yeah he had a, he had a with ton, the grading
2: I mean, he had a ton comic books worth millions of dollars yeah. graded comic books worth millions of dollars that were stolen from his house yeah nicholas cage the actor yeah I, yeah I did hear that
1: and what you're talking about with the with the grading and the archiving of you know like the records that they keep on all of these that's they they eventually were able to it, it took several years but they tracked this thing across the country because of the way you know it's graded and marked and all this different stuff they were able to define yeah, it so several each years of later. these
2: and and this is similar to comic books and sports cards and you're not going to be able to see it here but there's a barcode right there and a verification number so all of these you know these grading companies do a really good job at at, at making sure that these are all cataloged and graded and anybody can look this up so for example if if you could see that barcode and that verification number, anybody could go to the CGC website, input this verification number and pull up all the data on this specific slab in my hands right here. It would talk about, you know, Wayne Gretzky. This is his first Sports Illustrated cover. The date it came out, the date that this issue was specifically graded, it'll give you all sorts of information about it. So, yeah. Um, and that helps with things like theft and and that sort of stuff, too, just like in the Nick Cage uh, example. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, this, this, this issue, uh, used to, uh, this Wayne Gretzky first sports illustrated had the record sale price before that Sandy Koufax earlier this year. Um, it was late last year, a copy of this, uh, at 9.4 sold on heritage auctions for $30,000 late last year. That was, that was the record until Sandy Koufax broke it. And actually there's there was a private sale that took place that I actually kind of helped broker and was kind of in the middle of a little bit. Um. Uh, uh, actually, not that one. I, I, the the Sandy Koufax one I was involved in. There was a private sale that took place uh, just about a month ago of Wilt Chamberlain's first Sports Illustrated cover. I think it's from 1961, uh, graded at 9.4. That sold for 65 thousand dollars. Wow! Now that was a that's private amazing. sale, but um, but yeah, so that's the that's the highest known price ever paid for a graded copy of Sports Illustrated, sixty five thousand dollars.
1: Derek was asking what that uh, Gretzky goes for uh
2: yeah this one so this one in, a, in 9.0 this is probably and again prices have come down on stuff and again so like sports cards too prices on sports cards have come way down except for that ultra elite tier like the mickey mantle that sold for 12 million dollars same thing with this um this one is only at a 9.0 this one is probably worth four or five thousand dollars okay Yeah. It's probably four or $5,000. There's only, I think there's only seven copies in the world that are graded higher than this one. Wow. So it's again, really, really rare. And that's why people will pay a lot for them. This one, this is, you know, this, this, uh, Yogi Berra, there are two copies in the world graded at 9.6 and there are none graded higher. This, This one's probably worth, this one's, this one's worth a lot
1: i would it's, imagine it's, it's, it's,
2: it's <laughs> worth we have it's to worth,
1: say how much that yeah it it's worth well over well over well, <laughs> well over ten thousand dollars wow yeah where did you do you mind if i ask where did you come about you know come upon that one uh do you remember
2: that one that's it i bought it ungraded okay um and i've 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 owned that one at, i've owned several copies of that one and i'm trying to i had one at nine point two. I'm trying to remember. I either bought it on eBay. I can't remember which one was which. I either bought it on eBay or, or I, uh, I um, connected with a guy, a Sports Illustrated collector in Canada. Okay. Um, okay. and he's I bought his whole collection um wow. a year or two ago, and uh, it was they were all vintage newsstand issues, and I bought his entire collection from them. And I I think I think that's where that 9.6 Yogi Berra came from. So uh,
0: how this many- one,
2: this one, I I I I uh I got. Rated. This one I did not find raw. I bought this one that was that okay. was already graded. I bought that
1: one. How many do you think you have? Do you know how many you have in your collection? Way too many. <laughs> uh,
2: I, I, now keep in mind, I'm always buying and selling and 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 trading and and getting new ones in. I, I probably got it, it, on hand right now, uh, maybe four hundred. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that stupid is that a big number that sounds. Hey. When you say it out loud it sounds stupid uh I, so i
1: think it's stupid
2: yeah no i've got about 400 of them but i mean now, you they're, enjoy they're, it obviously not,
1: and there's you know
2: <laughs> they're, they're not all vintage i mean so so let, let's right. talk about oh you'll like this one sean i got this one out for you this is fun so this is this is not a sports illustrated but this is time magazine from 1998 when the Yankees won the World Series. Oh, wow. Now, what's cool about this one is, so Sports Illustrated did this too. Time didn't do it nearly as much. Sports Illustrated did it a lot in the 2000, 2010s. They would produce multiple covers for the same week, and they're called regional variants. Right. So Sports Illustrated, um, uh, uh, well, let's talk about this one time. So so uh, this is the this guy here, he's a writer, David Wolf. He okay. was on the main cover of Time Magazine that was produced this week. So most of the country, if you you know were at a newsstand, you would see this cover, David Wolf, and it looked just like that. But for the New York metro area, Time Magazine produced a special cover with the Yankees on it. So what that is, now Time didn't make more magazines. They produced the same number of magazines, but they just had two different covers. The inside is exactly the same. The stories and the articles are all the same. They just had different covers. So this right. one is called a variant. It makes it a lot more rare. Because there's not because most of them have this guy that David Wolf guy on the cover, but the ones that were sold in the in the New York metro area had the Yankees on the cover. And I love this one for a number of different reasons. Um, and it it talks about it. It says variant cover on there, and you can go into the CGC website and be able to pull up exactly how many of copies of this one specifically are graded, as well as how many of that Tom Wolf might be graded. I don't know if anybody's <laughs> into you know authors and get get those graded. Um, but I love this cover. Because that 98 Yankees team was amazing. I love it because you know it's got the, it's got a 9.8 uh, grade on it and and because it's a variant and it's really rare. It was interesting. Sports Illustrated did it in, did a um, had an issue where they talked about what might be, oh yeah, there you go. Um, the greatest season in sports history. And and they argued all these sorts of things. And what they settled on was 1998. They settled that 1998 was the greatest season in sports history. It talked about the Bulls winning the finals and how great that team was. Talked about all these other things. But it talked about how the Yankees were probably the 98 Yankees were probably the best baseball team in history. And uh, time of captured that as well and, and declared them the best baseball team ever here in this one. This is a fun one. I think you're muted, Sean. There you go.
1: Yes, thank you. Everything when I when I blew up the screen, it it yeah. muted me as well. I'll show you one so, more so
2: so so okay. like sports cards, you know, modern sports cards can be collectible too. Modern sports illustrators can also be collectible. This is Luka Doncic's first sports illustrated cover. It's also Trey Young of the Atlanta Hawks first sports illustrated cover. Mm-hmm. Now there's a lot of these graded because as this hobby has grown, more people are buying these directly off the newsstand, and they're getting them graded and that sort of stuff, and they're in great condition. So this is Luka Doncic's first cover at nine point eight. I can tell you, there's, I think there's probably a hundred of these already graded at nine point eight. Um, so the so the, the 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 pop counts are a lot higher on these moderns as you would expect, but this is still a very collectible issue and probably worth I don't know six seven hundred dollars. Wow! Even though it just came out, it came out. November, 2021. So it's 18 months old, 18 months old. Yeah.
1: Well, and that's, has the, the shift because SI is not a weekly anymore. It is a monthly and, you know, like, like, you know, newspapers and everything it's, it's, you know, going the wrong direction for, for any print publications, but has that affected any of this? It, It doesn't, I mean, like in that specific instance, it obviously hasn't, but has that affected the, the, you know, just, just values of some of these collectibles and things like that. You know, it, it just
2: means there's fewer newer copies out there. I mean, we we went from having 52 new copies of Sports Illustrated every year down to about, I think they do about 15 a year now. So we don't have as much new product coming into the hobby. So you're not getting as many first covers as, you know, as many new stars on first covers and that sort of stuff. Um, very rarely do they have action shots. You know, this is this is an action shot that was taken at the stadium of the celebration yeah. on the field after the game. Most of sports illustrated covers these days are now studio shots, not as appealing to collectors as those action shots on the field right. and that sort of stuff. So yeah, it has affected it a
1: little bit. Absolutely. So I don't know if you'll know the answer to this one. Bee feeder or autographs addressed to the owner worth more or less than just an autograph. Do you know anything about that Avenue? Autographs addressed to the owner. So I'm not quite sure what he's talking about
2: there, but I will. You know, like
1: two to Timmy hey oh, uh, uh, inscription kind of thing. Yeah, yeah,
2: inscribed. Yeah. So, and this is not just true for Sports Illustrated. This is true for all autographs. Inscription autographs are not nearly as valuable. So if you've got an autograph that it was somebody, you know, hey, James, it was great to meet you, you know, uh, in uh-huh. South Bend at that Notre Dame game, you know, sign Tim Brown. Right. Uh, that's not nearly as collectible because. Nobody except somebody named James, who met him at the Notre Dame Stadium that day, is going to care about that. So yes, inscriptions definitely devalue uh, the value of autograph. But he did reference a, 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 a address labels. So let, let's talk about that because there's a couple of things. So uh, and you can find this one on Heritage Auction. So there's a couple of instances where an address label and a subscription issue actually makes that issue much more collectible. Oh, and really? It's, and, okay. and it's when it was. It's when the address label. And the subscription was by a famous athlete. So if you go on heritage.com, you can look this one up. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. And, and Sean, if you need me to, sh- I can talk for hours about this. So if you need me to shut <laughs> up. No, you're, you're fine. fine. Um, <laughs> I think this is about three years ago. Uh, there, Right after Kobe Bryant's passing, uh, there was a, a, a Michael Jordan Sports Illustrated. I think it was from 1992. That was a subscription issue. That was Kobe Bryant's personal subscription issue. And on the wow. label, it says Kobe Bryant, and it was his home address when he was a teenager. No kidding. Now the grade was only four point five, uh, but nobody cared about the grade because this would Kobe Bryant. Read this issue. This was his personal issue. It sold for almost yeah. ten thousand. It sold for almost ten thousand dollars. I was I was bidding on that, and I'm still kicking myself to this day <laughs> that I didn't that I didn't spend didn't more get to it. get it because I because I, I can guarantee you it's worth a lot more than that today. I would imagine. Um, there's a uh, there's a a, a semi famous copy of Slam magazine. You remember Slam magazine? It was all I basketball. do. Yeah, yeah. So there was a, there was a copy of Slam magazine. I can't remember who was on the cover, but it was LeBron James' personal copy, and it was addressed to him in at his address in Akron. Um. So, uh, uh, did you watch the uh, There's a a Netflix documentary that just came out in the last month or so about Golden Auctions. They're a big memorabilia auction house. I haven't do you seen that. to see that? It was it was cool. Uh, Peyton Manning uh, had a piece in it and, and, okay. and showed up showed up to this auction house in New Jersey. The company's called Golden, and he brought an item with him, and it was his first Sports Illustrated cover from 1996, and it was a subscription issue, and it was addressed to him at his, you know. Yeah, uh, you know his, his dorm or his college house that so he lived at. It's him on the cover. And it's got it's his him on the cover, and it's got his <laughs> name on the address label. and wow. It says Peyton Manning, and it's his address at Knoxville when he was going to school at Tennessee. So there's a couple of rare instances like that where that. I mean those subscription issues are the value on those can go absolutely through the roof. Cause you know, that was personally owned by that athlete and you've got an absolute one of a kind. There'll never be another one. There'll never be another copy of Peyton Manning's first sports illustrated from 1996 addressed to Peyton Manning. Uh, <laughs> no uh, he ended up not, uh, you know, consigning that issue uh, to golden. I assume Peyton still owns it, but I'd kill to get my hands on it on that. copy. Man, That'd
1: be no amazing. kidding. So basically, anyone famous—that's that's the exception to the label, the the address label. It like, is, and, I, and it, I'm it, talking it, about it, high fame, you know, like yeah,
2: yeah. And there's a couple like if of Jack other exceptions. Jack Nicholson emotions.
1: walked in and he had, you know, like. If you've got if you, got it, on, if, you, you know. if
2: the address label is addressed to a famous athlete and you can kind of quasi match up the address so that it's not, you know, some other Kobe Bryant or some other Jack uh-huh. Nicholson out there, yeah, that's going to make it incredibly valuable. And there are some subscription issues that are valuable. I mean, if you've got Mickey Mantle's first Sports Illustrated cover from 1956 and it's a subscription issue and you get it graded, it's certainly going to be collectible and valuable. It's not going to be anywhere near as collectible as a newsstand issue would be, but there are. I'd say there's probably, in my opinion, maybe you know 50 covers out there that if you had them in a subscription issue, it'd be worth getting graded and and having it, it'd be value. Right.
1: That's awesome. Well, Jim, I told you we'd be on for about 30 minutes, and we're we're well past that at this point. So a little bit long. I don't don't want to keep you past dinner or anything. No, it's it's, all good. Like I said, that's a lot of great that's a lot of great stuff and some Mm -hmm. interesting questions. I, I guess I should ask because I've seen some comments floating through there about um swimsuit editions. oh yeah yeah are there are there any particular like are, are those do they tend to hold some value or because they're not athletes you know how, how different are those
2: yeah so <clears throat> you know who on the cover matters even if it's not an athlete i'll give you a, a side example real quick and i'll talk about swimsuit issues but there have been five either current or future presidents that have been on the cover of sports illustrated um Bill Clinton, Ronald Reagan twice, Gerald Ford, and John F. Kennedy. If you can get that John, that John F. Kennedy issue is incredibly I collectible. I think it's from 1962. Um, so swimsuit issues. Yes, they are collectible. There, are, There's a subset of people that that's all they collect are swimsuit issues. Okay. Um, the vintage ones are certainly much more collectible. And then the big supermodels that you would expect uh, tend to be more collectible, uh, you know, uh, Christy Brinkley, she was on the cover a number of times. Her especially her first one, uh, which I think was nineteen seventy-nine. No, I think it was 78. Uh, very, very collectible in newsstand. Um, Kathy Ireland, her her issues from the 80s are very collectible. Uh Elle McPherson, those I'll can McPherson, be collectible, yeah. especially if they're in really good condition. And then for the more modern ones, uh, Kate Upton was kind of a is kind of a big supermodel, you know, married to Justin Verlander. That doesn't hurt right. either. Um, <laughs> so yes, there there are they're they're not as collectible as the athletes, but yes, swimsuit issues are collectible, and there's a lot of graded ones out there. I own some graded, and and yeah. Oh, you know what? I got one right here. That's funny. Just happens to be laying here. Um, this is not a great grade, uh, but this is uh, Elle McPherson and her 1986 uh, swimsuit issue graded at uh, at 6.0. 6.0. All so,
1: right. So uh,
2: so yeah, there's there's a lot, and I've got the the I've got the first swimsuit issue from 1954. Um, And I've got the second one from 55, so I've got some of the vintage ones, and those tend to be really collectible as well.
1: Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. (laughs) This has been uh, very eye-opening. A lot of really good stuff. Entertaining as well. So I... I, Good. Good. You know, like I said, I've been following you on Twitter, and I've seen all this stuff. 400, you know, different magazines. I don't think I was ready for that, but do, do you have, like, your man cave? Do you have some of them displayed? Someplace. I've
2: got a I've got a couple of them displayed that are just kind of um I don't have a man cave in the current place I'm living in. Most of them, I've got a home <laughs> office and so most of them are in my okay. home office. But I've got two that are um that are uh that are that are displayed. Um I, I have the uh 1980 USA Hockey Miracle on Ice cover uh at 9.8. That's it's the cool only, it's yeah. the only 9.8 in the world. It's the highest wow. graded copy and so I've got that one displayed and then I've got um uh, Evil Knievel was on a cover in 1974. And, wow. and as a kid growing up, I thought Evil Knievel was a freaking superhero. Yeah. And so, and so those have a personal connection for me. And so I have the, I, so I've got an Evil Knievel, the evil one's only graded at 6.5. Uh, but I've got those displayed in my living room. My wife allowed those to uh, to be displayed uh, <laughs> in the rest of the living quarters. But uh, so those are the ones that are the most prominently displayed. Evil yeah. was
1: as indestructible as a superhero back then. It's like no matter what he did, it seemed like he would never break. You know? he, and I love, I yeah, I love they they these magazines do a great job
2: of capturing a moment in time. And I wish I had that evil copy down here because I could show you because it just screams '70s. He's got this, you know jumpsuit like elvis on ridiculous bet. huge collar his belt buckles about to be as big as your that face that sounds
1: familiar i'm sure I've yeah seen it. and, and it point. just it
2: just it's <laughs> it's from 1974 and you just look at that and you're like all oh, that good that just screams 70s it just does a great job of capturing um capturing that history in that moment in time
1: enigma wants to know if you have a griffey jr i do i actually have a number oh
2: you know what got one right here i have a number hey. of ken, ken griffey juniors here we go um Yeah, so this is uh, his first Sports Illustrated cover from 1990, May 7th, 1990. Uh, This one's graded at 9.0. I've got one at 9.4 as well. Um, uh, You know, for those of you that were in sports cards, uh, uh, you know, for a certain era, the 1989 Upper Upper Deck Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card was Mm -hmm. this iconic baseball card that really, kind of took over the hobby in the late '80s and early '90s, and it was the card that everybody wanted. Um, now, unfortunately, Upper Deck produced millions of them, and 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 even at a PSA 10, it, it's it's not worth as much as you might think today. But that sort of you know that sort of collectability carries into these Sports Illustrated. So yes, this is certainly a collectible issue. It's graded at 9.0. Um, and his first uh, Sports Illustrated. That's funny that uh, we, we mentioned swimsuit issues and I just happened to have one and a huge stack sitting next, next to me and somebody mentioned and Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, right I there. feel like a magician, able to just uh, pull a couple of those out of the hat like that.
1: Absolutely. All right, well, tell everybody where they can uh, follow you. I know you've got a lot of different oh, uh, social channels. Wherever yeah, you want so, to um,
2: so the easy thing is my, my username is the exact same on every single platform. It's CGC. Sports Illustrated. I'm on uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram and eBay and there's a Facebook group. If you're interested in this, I would say do that. Go to uh Facebook and just search CGC Sports Illustrated. We got a Facebook group. We got about 500 members. Join that Facebook group. But you can also follow me on Instagram, TikTok, Reddit, um YouTube. I've got a YouTube channel with a ton of subscribers. It's the same username there too, CGC Sports Illustrated and I I I post on it every day on social media. I do a lot of unboxing videos and video podcasts on YouTube and some other educational things about how to get into this hobby, just kind of nuts and bolts stuff of for beginners on how to get started and that sort of stuff. So I'm um, easy right. to find everywhere. CGC sports
1: illustrated. All right. Very good. Thanks again, Jim, for doing this. I appreciate it. Sean Stiers. You're the best man. <laughs>
2: you I'm too. Sorry. No, this is, this is, <laughs> this was a ton of fun for me. And and the majority of that was, was getting to talk to you. You were always one of my favorite people when I was living in South
1: bend and uh, um, Glad to see you looking good. I appreciate it. You too. Good to see you. All right. See you, brother. All right. We will uh, be back, of course, tomorrow. We will talk to you then on Ivy Nation Sports Talk.